Okay, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Wednesday. For those that are joining us live, thank you so much for being here. For those that are here at any point, thanks for joining us and jumping in. We've been talking a lot about this idea of giving. It's a hard concept really to apply when we take it to a level of a pro bowler. If we want to be an all-class giver, it's hard. It's one thing to be a human being that's nice. For some people, that's hard too. But for most people, it's not. For most people, it's a normal thing. But for some, they feel naturally like givers. But if you're like a regular person, to be a giver on a professional level, like to be an all-star giver is very challenging. And what we went through yesterday was this idea that we have to first identify ourselves with it. We have to see it as a goal. We have to want it. We have to strive for it. So often when we get to the world of giving, we immediately go to the world of protecting. Right? But what if? But what if I get taken advantage of? But what if they don't get back? But what if? And what what if shows us is that I'm not, I don't really value it at the level that giving needs to be valued at. Right? Nobody says when they're trying to become a football player, but like, what if I get cut when I'm, you know, in my third year of the season? Then what? I would have given the most of my young life to a sport and they cut me. No one's thinking, but what if I trip when I turn the corner on the track and I lose the race? I've spent all this time training for nothing. Nobody, nobody says what if when they're doing something that they love or when they're trying to aspire to be somebody that they look up to. Because what they realize is that it's worth the risk. Because the chance of being that thing, that person, that hitting that goal is worth the risk of the challenges along the way. Because we come to this world and we are naturally takers, because we have the limbic system, because our brains are built to survive and survival usually isn't what I get, not what I give. That feels more normal to us. That's how our neuroplasticity has been set. That's sort of where we go to our comfort zone. Unless you have someone in your life that like showed you otherwise. Unless you have like that person who like role modeled giving in a real way. And you're like, whoa, I want to be like that. Now, there are exceptions to this rule, and there are people that are just naturally born this way. I've met them. They're unbelievable. They don't even, they, if you're listening and one of those people, you think I'm like, what, what is he even talking about? Why is he making such a big deal of this? So that's your thing right now. Like, why is he making such a big deal of this? Of course you give, always. But if you're like most people, you're battling this world. And you're giving to your spouse, but some point you're like you know i want to and you're giving to your children but sometimes they disappoint you 
or they don't live up to the dreams you have for them. And you're giving to your community and you're giving and you're giving, but enough is enough. So as we said yesterday, this, this concept of what we're really striving for, the way I would see it is we're being a faucet. It's the, it's the, the concept of putting in the right mechanism that can create a flow of giving that enables me to tap into the boiler that's inside me called my soul and live my life bringing out all that divine energy and changing the world around me. That's the greatest use of my life. And the way I put it into practice is when I give those around me. But I can't start to restrict. I can't restrict until I'm ready to give. If you remember back earlier, we had the same concepts of you start with zeal, which is giving, zeal, which is going and doing. And only when you're in the process of going to the level of giving, then you can figure out where to restrict your giving discipline. In Hebrew, these are concepts that are deep concepts called chesed and gevura, which is kindness, giving, it's represented by a man named Abraham, who was the ultimate giver, who did everything for everybody always, who spent his life basically running an inn, a bed and breakfast so that people can come in, eat food for free, and all they needed to do was to bless God, give, 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 and his son Isaac, which was binding, binding discipline, and that's the balance, which ends up giving birth to a Jacob, which is what, where Israel comes from, or Israel is Jacob. But what I don't want to, the whole exercise is going to fail if we don't spend the right level of attention on the fact that ideally I'd like to be giving all day long. Like in my ideal, not me personally, I'm saying in our ideal, it, it should be my ideal, but I don't, I don't want to pretend like I'm there. I'm just like you. We're, we're all struggling with this. Our ideal should be that we wake up in the morning and all we do is give. Just give, 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 give. And, and it all comes and we're okay. Like it works. You know, it's ideal. When I wake up in the morning, I see someone that I'm married to and I just give everything. What do you want to do? What's good for you? And that person is able to not only accept it, but give it back. That's the ideal. The ideal is that I get to just give to my children. I got to give to my community. And I, that's the idea. I walk down the streets and I give everybody a smile and a compliment. I walk into a negotiation. I go, what do you need to make this happen? And you got it, right? The ideal is that I have enough money in my pockets that anytime I see someone needs it, I just give. And I got so much more money coming in. I just give, give, give. I don't, I'm not asking. Just give. That's the ideal. I wake up in the morning, I come, then I go to bed at night, and all I'm doing between my mouth, between my hands, between my eyes, between everything about me, basically, it's just giving. I'm like zapping light and energy everywhere. Making, picking up phones, I'm making people happy, I'm doing, I'm going, that's my job, that's my life. I wake up, go to bed. Everything I've done was basically taking everything that I had for the day and just brought it out to the world. That's the ideal life. Because that's going to give us the most amount of pleasure that we can ever dream of. Because nothing compares to giving. Right? It feels so much better to hold a door for someone than to be held a door for. Right? It feels it may feel it may, it may taste better, but it feels better to give someone what to eat than to have than to eat yourself. It feels better to, to give the compliment than to get the compliment. No, 
getting a compliment's nice, but giving a compliment and watching someone's eyes light up, that feels so much better. So the the greatest life of pleasure is a life where you get to wake up in the morning and give. That's the ideal. We have to strive for that. We have to be okay with that. We have to be able to want that, to have a chance at that. You can't start with discipline because then you'll never get the zeal. You can't start by taking away. You have to start by giving. It's like when you work out, you can't, you can't run or work out and start with, I can't lift that. You have to push past your limitations. You have to go beyond what's possible. And then you can say, okay, that was too much. You, you, don't, you don't have to jump in. You can inch. But between what I am and where I want to be, you have to, you have to go into that, that gray area before you go, that's enough. You'll never be able to run long distance if every time you feel like you're done, you're, you're actually done. It's only when you go past your perceived limitations do you then say, I didn't know I could have ran another mile. And then either you go tomorrow morning, I really, that really was too much. I really should do a half a mile. And then you got an extra half a mile because yesterday you did less. Or as you're going, you go, okay, this is getting too much. But we can't determine who we are until we're past what we think we can do. And we can't go past what we think we can do if our identity is in the past. You start to run when you say, I'm a runner. You start to eat healthy when you say, I'm healthy. You start to change when you've changed your identity. This is what we spoke about in Be, Do, Have. If you don't, if, I don't know what episode that is, but Andy may know. I think it's episode like, I think it's like a hundred episodes ago. That's the world of Be, Do, Have. Be something. And then do what those people do so you can have what they have. And here is when we have to start to realize and you have to sip this coffee. We have to see this and understand this and get this, which is why I am delaying. And for those that are like, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. No, 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 no. It's got to be here in your heart. Got it, got it, got it. I'm seeing and I'm realizing that in every interaction of my day, I want to be the giver. That's what my job is. That's my goal. I want to be the giver. I want to be the giver not only in every exchange. I want to be the giver in my life. That's what I want to do. I want to give. And I want at the end of my life to know that I gave. I gave everything. I got nothing left. Right? I had all my points and all my resources. It's all there. I gave it all and I'm all, I'm all out. Now to do that, I have to begin this process and I have to want it. And if you, if you really want to go further, I have to pray for it because it's an honor in the exchange of life to be the giver. It's a great, there's a great, uh, there's a great woman her name is Jackie Betone. She's a speaker. 
She's a teacher. She's just, she's a total superstar. Total superstar. Real, a real person, you know? She's like authentically real and she's, she's awesome. She tells a story when she was younger, her father who, had, who has since passed did something for her class and uh, made food when it was her turn to make food for the whole class. And as a little girl, she's like, yeah, but daddy, like it's our food. And it's, as opposed to making food for her, he made food for her whole class with, with forks and plates and everything. And as a little girl, she's like, yeah, but that's ours. And he said to her, Jackie, if you have the honor of being a giver, Remember, that's the best, that's the best place to be. If you can give, give. Giving is is an honor. It's it's a sign that you have what to give. That's what we're striving for, to always be on the giving end. To have the confidence to not need someone's compliments. And if we get it, wonderful, but we don't need it. To have the resources that we don't need somebody's uh, money to have uh, the skills that we don't need to be reliant on somebody else to see that we're necessary. The giving in every scenario is, is the position that we want to be in, but we don't just get there. We earn it. We, you have to earn being a giver. You have to earn giving, which is why the rabbis teach us that the greatest path to wealth is charity. Right In the world, we think that if you are wealthy or you have money, then give charity, right? If money, then give. You hear this rhetoric like give back. You ever hear this thing like give back? I made all this money. I really want to give back. I have all this free time now. I want to give back. That's beautiful. That's just not how it works. Giving back is a good idea. But in spirituality, it's actually reversed. You don't take responsibility after you have the ability. You take responsibility to get the honor of having the ability. Charity leads to wealth. It doesn't come from wealth. Yeah, if you're wealthy, you can give charity. Or if you have any money, you can give charity. But the rabbis tell us, no, no, don't think it like way. You're looking at it with physical eyes. If you give... You know what you may get? The opportunity to be a giver. Like if you give your money, maybe God will look down and go, hmm, I need someone who's a steward of capital. How about I give it to you because you're a giver and then you can give it out and you can keep, you know, keep the fee for yourself. If you're a giver of compliments and you're a giver of, of, of strength, the greatest thing you get is God saying, whoa, Look at how you treat people. Maybe I'll give you the strength to keep on treating people well. Maybe I'll give you the insights and wisdom. Maybe I'll put people around you that are worthy of you treating. The more you give, the more you are worthy to give. That's the greatest gift. The better you do on your missions, the more missions you go on. The worst thing a football player can get is the call from the coach saying, just sit on the bench and relax. 
And even worse than that, a player can get is you're off the team. Now you get to sit on your couch and relax. The greatest gift you can give a player is the ability to play another play. And the greatest gift you can give a giver is the ability to be in a position to be giving. But you don't get that unless you're starting to give with whatever you have. And so when we go through our day and you really want to break it down, what we're really thinking about is how do I live my life as a giver? Now, being a giver can mean you have to develop an expertise in something, which means you have to spend time doing things. You have to spend time studying. You have to spend time building up your skills because how else are you giving? Being a giver also means that you have to be alive. So you have to spend time eating and sleeping, right? Being a giver also means that if you're giving somebody and you're spoiling them, you're not giving them, right? If you continuously give your children things with no consequences, that's not giving, that's taking. Maybe in the beginning it was giving, and then it became, I don't really want to have an uncomfortable conversation, so let me just give you whatever you want so that I can spend more time in quiet. That's not giving. Sometimes giving is actually not giving. If when you give something to somebody, it doesn't go anywhere, and as a result, your gifts are ruined, there's a concept where you say, I got to hold back a little bit of my benevolence, but that's not because you're taking that's because you, that's from restricting the flow of giving. I remember one time I was walking down the street with a, a, a benefactor. There's no way to describe this guy than that. He just lives this world. It's always in the game of giving. And we passed by some guy. And he was, you know, on the street corner. So... The guy gave him a few coins. The guy next to him, he had a couple things in his pocket. But as we, and I forget, as we were walking, he stopped and he said, he turned to this guy and he just said, how are you, sir? And he gave him a big smile and he goes, God bless you. And we walked away and I was like, what was that? And he said, as much younger, he said, I don't know if, if I give him any money that's good or bad. I don't know. I don't think it's responsible for me to give him more money than I'm giving him. I don't know him. I don't know where the money is going, whatever. But I still can give him a smile. I still can give him an encouragement. I still can make him feel like a human being. What he was doing was he was saying, I always want to be in giving. And I'm, I'm legitimately struggling with what you can give somebody that I don't know on a street corner. So I'm not going to give him a lot of money or much money. But it doesn't mean that I can't give another human being a feeling of being a human being. That's what it means to be a giver. And I don't mean like you fake it. I mean, you live it. You walk into scenarios and go, well, what's the right approach here? I, w- I want to just let the flow go completely. I want to be an open channel. But do I have to restrain the flow a little bit? Is it the right thing to do? Is it smart? Rabbis teach us you can't give more than 20% of your money to charity. But what if I want to give more than 20? So there are exceptions that people do give more, but those are very, very rare and only when a rabbi tells you. But God's like, no, I got it. I know you want to give, but I got to put a boundary. You can put boundaries, but boundaries have to come from the desire to be a giver, not the desire to 
be in the in the in the world of exchanging. And this is so thin, the line. But that's what we have to strive for. And we do it when we begin with, I want to be a giver, because that's going to be the greatest. When I give, I know that it'll work out, and I know that I'm going to get more things to give. And when we start to go into scenarios, we start asking, how can I be the giver in this scenario? We start to develop insights for how to properly flow. When do I say no to my child? When do, well, that was really for me. All right, we'll continue this. I know it's getting late. Tomorrow, we're going to spend a little more time on this. Regulating the flow of giving. All right, everybody. Have an amazing day. Try this today. Try Just try today as you go through your life in every, just pick a few. Don't take every. Just pick exchanges that you're in talking to people and ask yourself in this situation right now, am I the giver or the taker? Remember, even if you're taking, you're giving, so to speak, right? And let's see if we can start to train our eyes to one, want to be a giver, to two, understand that the greatest thing I can do for my own future is being giver. And three, in the scenarios that I'm in, ask ourselves, was I the giver or was I the taker here? All right, we'll continue on. Thanks thanks for being with with us today. With God's help, I cannot wait to see you again tomorrow. Have a great day.